You're listening to Not The Wifey Type, the podcast, a cape-free zone where we share stories and break down strength and struggle narratives to reimagine lives with us at the center. I'm your host, Kayla Charleston. Now let's get into it. Today, we are talking about nig cells and why it seems like they've been showing their asses even more lately. And if you're not sure what a nig cell is, then that means you need to keep listening to find out. Today's story time isn't about a nig cell per se, but it's a good example of what it seems like is the goal of men you would call nig cells. So one of the things we talk about during the conversation is the fact that these men who tend to harbor resentment toward women and express it outwardly have this thing where they're trying to get you to settle. Like they want you invested in the idea that being alone means being miserable so much so that you'll pretty much accept anything in a relationship. So insert story. Some years ago, I was part of this friend group where um, we all came together because of a shared hobby. And it was a cute little friend group. We had little cute outings outside of our hobby. We had a group chat. We shared personal things with each other. We let each other borrow stuff, et cetera, et cetera. Well, one day we were invited to a kickback and most of the people at the kickback knew each other uh, because of this shared interest, but there were also other people there that not everybody was familiar with that The people who were hosting the kickback knew, but people who had this shared hobby or shared interest didn't, didn't really know. So like a group of us were sitting around talking and it was, I guess you could say mixed company. Some people were from the friend group and some people were new. Uh, I can't remember what exactly we were talking about, but it had to do with like dating and relationships. And I do remember the mood of the conversation. It was pretty lighthearted. It was casual. It was fun. We were basically all having a good time until I made a comment and one of the girls from the friend group said something to the effect of, you be quiet. Your longest relationship was six months. And a hush fell over everybody because the tone in which she said that was definitely like, let me put you in your place real quick. Or, you know, that's that's how it seemed like everybody took it. That's how I took it. And that's how I'm assuming everybody else took it because of how quiet everybody got and was like eyes was darting around each other like okay what the fuck just happened so (laughs) this had been one of the things that I had shared with her during like one of our normal conversations between what I thought was friends but she must have forgot that she also shared information with me so I said back something like I'd rather that my longest relationship was six months than be in a two-year relationship where I haven't had sex in a year and so yeah, she had previously shared with the group that she had been in a relationship with a guy for a few years, but he he wouldn't for whatever reason, he wouldn't have sex with her for like the whole past year. And it was affecting her self-esteem, it was affecting her sense of self-worth. Um, because obviously she wanted to feel attractive and desirable to her partner and she wanted to have sex. So like when she told us, uh when she told us this, none of us could really understand why she would stay in a relationship that was obviously not fulfilling to her. And knowing how it affected her, I would have never repeated what she said if she hadn't been weird first. 
but she felt like I took it way too far and she ended up storming off after I said that. And later I found out that she went to go cry because she had just been that hurt by what I said. And we actually never recovered from that moment. We were able to be cordial when we were in the same space, but I think we both felt like a violation had happened. And it it all was really strange to me first because using a six month long relationship to shame someone is weird. It's not like I was offering advice on how to stay married. It's it's not like uh the re- it's it's a reflection of my value as a person that I hadn't had a relationship longer than six months. It wasn't a failure that I should have been ashamed of. So it was just weird for her to use that as a way to invalidate what I would have to say about dating. The other thing that was strange to me back then is that it seemed like in her mind, she was better off than I was for having been in such a long relationship compared to my little measly, you know, six months, even though she was miserable and the lack of intimacy in her relationship was eating away at her. And that is exactly what Nixels are banking on. Women being so consumed with the idea that having anybody is better than having nobody that they'll accept anything in a partner. So like she was so unhappy, but somehow I'm the one who shouldn't have had anything to say about relationships. And this is exactly the kind of shit that allows men to get credit just for showing up without adding any value to women's lives. Like, why would undesirable men work on themselves to become more desirable when they can just convince women to accept scraps? On today's podcast, we have with us Jasmine Caress, who is the host of Listen to Your Single Friend podcast. Hi, Jasmine. How are you? Hey, Kayla. Thank you for having me on the show. I'm no. super excited. <laughs> I'm excited too. So um, <laughs> I realized when I was thinking about like what we're talking about, we're kind of talking about nig sales. <laughs> so I wanted, to, <laughs> I wanted to start out by giving like a little bit of background on uh, what that is, if people uh-huh. aren't familiar with that is. So, uh, well, first to start with incels. So incels are, are, it's like an online subculture and it's a person who's usually a man who um, regards himself as like being involuntarily celibate due to their mm-hmm. inability to attract women sexually. And they typically express like a, a resentment or hostility towards people who are sexually active. So, uh, Nick sells. <laughs> the black version of that the black man basically yeah yes so um and i feel like part of that this is this is a kind of a tangent but i feel like part of that is because incels are not just misogynistic but also kind of like there's a little bit of racism in that community so i feel like black yeah to like splinter off and have like a their own subculture of incels absolutely uh, have you seen like, do you feel like you've seen a rise in Nick sales or, or have you seen Nick sales around on the internet or what, what's your take on that? 
Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Like on Twitter, it's a big thing. I actually went on this like semi rant um, on my Instagram page the other day because like, you know, my, my show, my platform is listen to your single friend. And so I'm all about dating positivity, you know, like, yeah, you know, we hate men, but also we love them and we need them. You know what I mean? So it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of jokes or whatever, but it's also a lot of like positivity. And so like, Men, particularly of the Negro nature, will happen upon my page. And this just happened the other day. This guy went through like five or six posts. So I did one post that said, um, you're des- you deserve the world. One man's inability to give that to you does not change that first line. So just like a really positive, mm-hmm. uplifting post. He comments, mind you, this is weeks old post. He, but he's going through my feet. So he comments like, well, a woman has to give a man the best too. And that means she needs to be physically fit and can't have no baby daddies. And we, and I was like, and like, he did this on multiple posts. And so like, it's not the first time that that has happened. It happens every blue moon, but it's just like, why is something positive taken so negatively Mm -hmm. you can always tell how people feel about themselves about dating about whatever when you bring up something and their mind immediately goes to negative something very very negative and i'm like this is an uplifting post you know what i mean like i'm not saying that a man doesn't deserve the best but that's the thing that's how they read it right they read it like as soon as you say the word man you just assassinated his character and that little little bit of ego that he got you know and so like it it is frustrating because like my first thing is like I didn't say all men you know so so I'm quick to make a logical conversation I mean I kind of just like avoid the nixels now but usually that's their first thing like on Twitter all right man I hate when dudes don't text you back and then they'll respond well women don't text back either I don't fucking date women so I don't know what they do what's that got to do with me (laughs) I'm sorry. Can I cuss on here? Absolutely. I cuss on time. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I'm just like, I don't, I don't date women. You know what I mean? So I don't know what they do, but I'm, I'm, why do I have to disclaim that I am specifically talking about the men that I'm obviously dealing with? And I, you know what I mean? But it's very similar to white people where white people, you'll say, you'll say, oh, I hate racism. And white people will be like, but not all white people. And then you talk about misogyny or misogynoware, which is specific to, you know, misogyny against black women. And black men will, black men will be like, well, not all black men are like that. But I, but I didn't say that. <laughs> I, I never said that all black men do that. <laughs> right. So and Someone wrote an article, I think it was a few years ago, that black men are the white people of the black community. And they were talking about how, like, I, I from what I remember, they were talking about the parallels in... Um, Please excuse my dog who is foraging for food over here. <laughs> if you can hear that in the background. Um, <laughs> um, how they, there are arguments against when people bring up certain things uh, that have to do with like gender or in the case of men or race in the case of white people. The arguments parallel. So if a person is pro-black, then a, you know, a white person may be like, oh, well, why are you anti-white or black lives matter? Well, all lives matter, right? So it's kind of this, it, you, like you said, it's like the same thing with, with men who see women talking about pro-women things or like things right. to uplift women. And they're like, oh, well, not all men or I don't do that or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I know that article. I quote it often. If you want to piss a nigg cell off, 
Send them a link to that article. They tried to, it was, I know where it was posted. I followed Very Smart Brothers for a long time. Now they got, they have a collaboration with The Root, but they used to be their own, you know, website now. But when that article came out, the internet exploded. Oh, absolutely. But the thing was, he was, it was written by a black man. And that's my favorite fucking flex. Is that it was written by a black man. So you know what they got to do. They got to call him a simp. As right. soon as you agree with women, you a simp. And I'm just like, every woman in the history of the world is telling you that what he's saying is right. But that's the thing. They don't value black women's voices mm-hmm. unless we're fighting for them. Mm-hmm. That's the only time they value us is when we're fighting for them. When we're using our voices to defend their black ass honor, <laughs> <laughs> then then we're worthy to be heard. But when we talk about femicide and we talk about how black women are always, it, you know, it's not October yet, but it's about to be Domestic Violence Awareness Month. You know, mm-hmm. when we talk about the issues we specifically face as a black person and a woman, mm-hmm. they're quiet. Right. It's quiet. But ooh, you call them similar to white people? It was an ugly day in the internet, and I loved it. It was so, <laughs> it was so ugly. So I feel like I feel like another thing um, that these nig sales do is try to like take women down a peg. And I actually have some examples of one that went viral, <laughs> and then TikTok and all of the internet took part in uh, bullying him, which I think was very appropriate. But I. <laughs> Play this for people for uh real quick. like trying to bring women down a peg so this man tweets which this has since been deleted because of course but he said i see women i see women with a lot of ego and a sense of entitlement on this app average looking at best yet believe they're uh, incredibly beautiful i personally know published models who aren't nearly as arrogant and difficult interesting so i wanted to talk about this like thing that these quote-unquote nick sales have of feeling like they need to humble women, especially women that they perceive as beautiful or pretty or whatever. What do you think that's about? Oh, girl. How much time you got today? (laughs) (laughs) So, um, first of all, it starts, it all stems from an insecurity. Mm -hmm. You know models, you know this, you know that, and they're humble. What that means is they're nice to you and they're willing to talk to you and they're willing to do a certain thing. 
women that you perceive as normal or regular ain't giving you the time of day. Mm -hmm. And so there's much to be said about men's entitlement to women and women's sexuality and women's attention and just the whole walking down the street and you can't smile. No, the fuck I can't like, you know, it's, there's this huge sense of entitlement that men have. And so a part of that is like, he, he wrote bitter and what he doing is projecting. And so my whole thing is back to that point. The fact that you respond to, like, positive positivity as, like, bitterness. You know what I mean? Like, why mm-hmm. are you responding to someone uplifting herself or, you know, feeling like she's a bad bitch? You know what I mean? Like, like why does that offend you? Mm-hmm. That's my thing about it. And so it's an ego thing. You feel entitled to this and you feel like, well, this girl don't look like Drea, so she got a lot of nerve thinking she cute. The fuck she is cute. And why? Why? That ain't no skin off Drea back. That ain't no skin off your back. That ain't no skin off anybody's back. What does her feeling like she's cute mean? What it means is she is a confident woman and she don't want to deal with your shit. <laughs> Niggas hate empowered women. <laughs> they hate, especially empowered black women, because we supposed to be the bottom of the totem pole and we supposed mm-hmm. to take what we can get. We supposed to build a man, you know, society trying to keep him down. <laughs> and we All my life to... I had to fight. Like, yeah. Right. Like, I ain't got to fight. Like, I don't have two things against me being black and a woman. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. it's just like, I feel like some black men like to keep um, black women's like under their foot you know what I mean and as soon as the woman gets confident oh y'all ain't out here like you know oh the white girls getting asses too now so what y'all gonna do we was never in competition with white women we we not trying to be like them they trying to be like us you know <laughs> like it, it was never a competition Right. And uh, that just reminded me of like right now how there's a lot of female rappers and all of a sudden um, male rappers have a problem with how sexual they are. But it wasn't a problem when when they were being sexual for these male rappers, like as props in their videos yeah. or as in, in their songs or whatever. But yeah. now that Megan and Cardi are singing about WAP, it's a problem, you know, so it reminds me of that. Like, it's OK as long as they're in control of it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Israel is Israel ghetto and they're telling on themselves by saying that. How dare you be confident and think you're cute? That is literally all they're saying. <laughs> what you mean you're not gonna talk to me? <laughs> right? So okay, so I agree it's projecting projecting is part of it, and I agree it's about entitlement. I also think that some of them may be a little envious of women. And what I what I mean is <laughs> What I, I know where I, you're going with this. I know where you're going with this. <laughs> I I think a lot. I think when a man sees like a, a Nick Seller or whatever, sees a pretty woman and he wants to like bring her down a notch, I think part of that could be um, envy that at what they perceive as our privilege as like yes. being able to get things for free or mm-hmm. sleep your way to the top or whatever, right? And mm-hmm. they perceive that as having it easier in life, whereas men aren't valued for their looks. So they're valued on being able to provide and you know mm-hmm. security and things like that. So for a woman to be able to just put on makeup and be perceived as pretty or put on a weave and be perceived as pretty or whatever mm-hmm. and gain more beauty capital and use that, well, what's the equivalent for a man? Like there's no- Money, having money, <laughs> that's it. Right, having money, but they, I guess to them, there's no like equivalent of get money quick. So let me mm-hmm. elevate my stat. Right. So to me, it it also some part of it probably stems from a little envy for for um from women. They like they mad because they can't be a bad bitch. 
bitch too. Like, right. but that's the thing. They can't be a bad bitch. It's some guys that's bad bitches out here. You can be. That's the thing. You always trying to be negative. Like you, every time somebody say they're a bad bitch, you sizing people up. You too could be a bad bitch if you minded your business and drank your water. Like, but I agree. I agree. I do. I have heard that theory, so I know exactly where you were going with that. You know, and that's the thing. This is patriarchy. But the moment we say patriarchy, la 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 la, they don't want to hear it. All that womanism or uh uh the, the feminism, the feminism got you. And I'm like, do you even know? I, I usually work backwards. I say, do you think that men should make more than women? And they're like, no. Okay, so you're a feminist. So shut the fuck up. Like you hear that word, and then all of a sudden you're just like, no, feminism. You want me to be the submissive one? Like, no, that that's that that's not what that means but either way it goes i don't know i just feel like they they do this is the society that men created and i do think that nick cells and incels and whoever have recognized wow all she has to do is be beautiful hell some of the girls you know might not even be relatively attractive but they but they can talk a good game or they're very professional or whatever like men know how easy it is to swindle men and it frustrates these guys on the lower level. Like, have you ever seen, like, a stripper work? The thing about strippers is the strippers yes. have the most game ever. I want to oh, find a stripper they sell, they and, like, talk fantasy. to her. Yes, they sell It is fantasy. not about the body. And that's what so many people don't get. Yes, the men are visual. The visual is the first part. But strippers get into your mind. Like, yes. I've seen them in action. And I'm just like... This is how they get men to spend their whole rent. Like, it's so much more psychological. And I do think that that frustrates men who are... Because there's only a... I'd say it's a certain socioeconomic, socioeconomic type of guy who says this type of stuff. You don't really hear men like Drake talking like this. You don't hear men that are relatively attractive, that have good jobs, um, you know, and are financially stable and just, you know, have just a basic microcosm of game talking this kind of shit about women. Like that dude in that video, he was like five. I don't know if you saw all the memes about how tall he was. <laughs> he was like five four, and like it was given strong uh, Napoleon complex. And it's funny because I'm short, and so I date short guys. Well, I date all you know kind of guys, but it's just all like girl, I don't. <laughs> see how tall are you? Five, two and a half, and I do not like short men. Girl, we in the same club. Don't be trying to put your half on there. Me and you are the same. <laughs> so you don't date five, two guys? You wouldn't date a, you wouldn't date. No. What's the shortest you would date? Uh, maybe five, ten. Whew, you are hell. <laughs> I have dated short men. I have dated short men. I honestly don't have a problem with it, but... That Napoleon complex is a very real thing. Yep. And that guy was very angry. Like, <laughs> how dare you call yourself a bad bitch? How dare you call your... I'm done. That's the thing. Just like... There's this, like, saying or whatever, like, um, if a woman has to tell you she's classy, she's not classy. If she has to tell you. And I actually agree with that. And so, the same thing applies to men, though. If a man has to tell you, because then what... Something that Nick's, this is like a step above Nick's cell is, I call it the nice guy syndrome, where a guy will be like, I'm such a nice guy. I don't know why these bitches don't want me. <laughs> and it's like, because you're an asshole. You know, if a man tells you he's a nice guy, chances are he's an asshole. The same with Mr. Dominant. If you got to tell me you dominant, you not <laughs> at all. 
So I wanted to, I want I was wondering if you feel like there is like an increase in the outspokenness maybe or the number of nick sales that we see because they're like i feel like every other day there's a new nick sale <laughs> on twitter popping up and he's the character the twitter character of the day so do you feel like um there are more or they're more outspoken or this is just kind of par for the course i do think that um you know these are bitternesses that they bitternesses is probably not a word, but I think they, <laughs> you can make a like, word, <laughs> right? <laughs> I think these are like feelings that they harbored secretly. Like, man, why do women just get to be pretty and just get to like get whatever they want, and I got to do X, Y, and Z? Like, I think these are things that they thought in their mind. I think social media has given them not only access to other people who think the same, but it's given them a platform. Mm-hmm. So you put a bunch of stupid people in a room together, they think that what they they're saying makes sense because it's 10 stupid people together now you got a group of stupid people they're so stupid but they stupid together you know it's like MAGA people you know what I mean like okay they're, they're all very wrong but they're wrong together <laughs> so you can't tell I'm them shit I'm glad you said that I'm glad you said that because I to be honest that's what Kevin Samuels kind of reminds me of not he that does. he's like a Republican but like Okay, so when, when, so before Trump, we had, uh, Obama and we had like a quote unquote post-racial society, you know, everything was equal mm-hmm. and racism wasn't an issue, blah, blah, blah. Everything was politically correct. Then we had Trump who, uh, kind of gave voice to people who were racist and white supremacists and stuff. Exactly. And that racism didn't go anywhere. He just gave people like, he, he empowered them to, you know, feel to speak. better. Yeah. So like now that we have, Kevin Samuels, who has a million followers on YouTube and Instagram, I feel like they the the nick sales or whatever are feeling more empowered, and I don't feel like they're like you said these they've had these sentiments or whatever, but I think that um they're like Kevin has repackaged them and in, in it's a little bit of an indoctrination too. It's yeah. definitely a little bit of an indoctrination because they may not have felt like. Um, I mean, I don't really, I don't get into his whole, my whole thing with Kevin Samuels is he's a gimmick. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? He started off as like a fashion guy and Mm -hmm. now all of a sudden he thinks he can just tell people, you know, you look like crap. That's why no one wants to date you. I mean, he's not married and my whole platform is talking about why your relationship status doesn't matter. But if your whole thing is talking about desirability, the least you could do is be socially desirable. You don't have a wife. Like, (laughs) so I just don't understand like what, what you think you're doing right now and so my thing is like people are always well well, did you think he had a point in this message I think that there were times where Trump was right if Trump said Mm -hmm. the sky was blue I mean damn it that sky might be blue you know what I mean but it's like for the most part I'm not going to sit up here and agree with you for the sake of agreeing everything that you stand for is negativity and my issue with Kevin Samuels is I feel like he is creating similar to that insurrection that happened in January. I mean, I'm, I'm in, I'm in DC. So like it was a very devastating day. Um, but similar to inciting that type of violence, somebody is going to feel empowered by Kevin's words to the point of violence. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that to be funny. I'm saying that because it's a very real possibility. Absolutely. If you click on his comments, it is the fucking gutter. And what's crazy is the craziest part, just like Trump, is that Kevin be talking about those men too. 
he will sit up here and say, oh, if you don't have any money, he says you need to be able to support your household. But the men in those comments, those Nick cells are the guys who were blue collar, $10 mm-hmm. an hour, dropped out of school or divorcees who are very bitter, dudes with multiple babies. Like these are just not the cream of the, the crop kind of men. There mm-hmm. is a parallel to be drawn between Trump supporters and people who support Kevin Samuels. And I don't mm-hmm. want to empower him to the point that he is at that level of Trump but it is very very similar where he has this following that he just throws this he ignites them you know what I mean even though he know like Trump would literally call his you know followers dumb asses you know what I mean like he would shade his followers all the time for being dumb but he knew that they were gonna listen why because he empowered them to say something mm-hmm. and to say something they had been scared to say. And these Nick cells feel empowered. So he could make a post saying, oh, well, if you don't get six figures, you need to stop thinking you deserve a bad bitch. He will say stuff like that. And they'll be in the comments talking about these bitches think they deserve everything. And it's just like, did you not hear him address the men directly? So that's my issue with Kevin Samuels is if you want to be a gimmick, be a gimmick. But you are inciting violence. And and to me, it's irresponsible. And the other thing is, you know, I know a lot of people who have tried to go on his platform and talk to him. He only accepts certain type of people on his platform so he could berate them. And I'm just like, it's certain women that, because people are like, oh, well, you should go. I would never, ever go on his show. We have nothing to talk about at all. Because first of all, I know you're a gimmick and I don't take you seriously. If I wanted tomorrow, if I wanted to change, listen to your single friend to fuck all niggas and just berate men all day long, that would be my choice and that would be my gimmick because that's exactly what it is. Stay on brand. And there's going to be some women that are like, yeah, fuck men. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like there, there's going to be a subculture there. But with Kevin Samuels, I just feel like he gave people a voice. And it's unfortunate because the type of people that will get hurt by his messages are black women. And that is very, very frustrating because I don't, I don't think it's funny at all what he's doing. Oh, it's not at all. And so a couple of things, I, so a couple of things I thought about when you were talking, I think, um, I think he might even have some guys who are not blue collar workers, but like they may be quote unquote high value, but they're still, there's still something about them. They may be awkward or they may not be able, may not have success with women the way they think they're entitled to. And so mm-hmm. that's what draws them to Kevin Samuels too. I think that, I think the, the thing that bonds them together is their, um, disdain for black women i would say yes yeah oh absolutely so, yeah absolutely so, absolutely and then, absolutely speaking to your point about how um he empowers and emboldens these men to to in a way that's dangerous the thing that came to my mind was this happened on twitter too but the girl who posted the um picture of her and uh her boyfriend like eight years ago and they were friends and then she was like now and we're in a relationship and she got all this negative, like these yes! and these name calling, calling her a whore, calling her um, all kind of stuff, calling him a simp and gay and all this stuff. And so when she actually responded, she called them bullet bags and they did not like it. And they tried to dox her, but they ended up doxing the wrong person. It was just a I huge, saw that. It was a huge It mess. was a clusterfuck. Yes. And like, that's just, that's a prime example of these type of men being, feeling emboldened and empowered to, to like act 
in a way that's harmful to black women. Cause like, what? what yes. What oh my mean? God. That is such a great example. Cause that's an example. The violence does not have to be physical. Right. It can be emotional. It could be mental violence too. And all she said was, Hey, because that's the first thing they say, especially, you know, as a single woman, that's the first thing they say. Oh, well, it's probably somebody you didn't friend zone. They are so bitter about this friend zone. Oh my God. And I'm just like, there are literally no male friends that I have that I want to sleep with that want to sleep with me. Like it, it has to be both. You know what I mean? Like I have to actually like them. It can't just be like, they think that simply being friends with a woman entitles them to their vagina and it doesn't. And that's part of the problem. Well, I know you got all these guys in the friend zone that want you. I know what a quality man is. If I'm not with him, it's because there's some sort of compatibility issue. It's not the right time. There's a reason we're not together. I don't just have 10 Drakes sitting on the sidelines, okay? <laughs> but it's just like, for your immediate reaction to her saying, this should be the story you want to hear. All y'all do is bitch about the friend zone. You would, you would think. think that you'd be like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> he made it out. But they are, but it's the projection. They're so angry that men get friend zone. I mean, the projection is real. The fact that you attack this woman who said, hey, you know, that guy was there all along. You, you know what I mean? Like sometimes ladies, is that not the message that y'all want out here? That sometimes that man is sitting on the bench? And yet they attack. Ugh. Yes. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's disgusting. So, okay. One of the other things, besides like trying to belittle women and bring them down a notch, I feel like part of the, the goal of Nick Sales is to like threaten women to make them feel like they're going to be single for forever or whatever. Or if they don't act right, they're, they're not going to get a man. So what do you, what do you mm -hmm. think? Do you think there's something different behind this? Or do you think it's kind of the same thing as what's behind them trying to belittle women? I think they're threatening women to settle because the whole purpose behind humbling women is they're trying to take you down a notch to date them. Mm -hmm. That is the whole reason. Y'all, like that guy you are talking about in the beginning, y'all got these egos, blah, 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 blah. They want women to be humble so that those women are accessible to them. That's why they hate empowered women. They love when women are insecure. They love women who love Kevin Samuels because only insecure women listen to him. Who would listen to someone berate you constantly? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They love that shit because that means you're primed for the picking. And and so when the thing is, they know that society, in society's eyes, a woman being single is looked at way more negatively right. than a man being single, which is why my platform came about, you know, but it's like women being single, you know, this dates back, you know, decades, centuries, women mm -hmm. were property, you know, up until 50, 60, 70 years ago, women couldn't even work and vote, you know what I mean? And so right. it's like, now that women are working, we've, we're seeing a change in the dynamic and the social structure. And and how that's affecting romantic relationships. But it still comes down to women still feel like, you know, I need to be spoken for. Right. And so for me, my whole thing is I want a romantic partner because I want that connection. Mm -hmm. Not because I feel the need to have society feel like I'm worthy. My mm -hmm. worthiness is not determined by my relationship status. But... In society's eyes, on Instagram, on Twitter, or whatever. It's just like, you know, as soon as you post you got a man on Instagram, you're getting 300 likes off the bat. You know what I mean? Like, people love that shit. And, and it, he could be beating like, you up. Right. Exactly. He could be poor, but ooh, if y'all take a good picture with some nice clothes, they eat that shit up. 
up. Like it. it is permeated into society's culture that, you know, being in a relationship specifically for a woman, you know, it increases her her value. Mm-hmm. And so men know that. And they know that it's it that's one of the the double standards and it's not fair. So Men bank on that. And they say, at the end of the day, that's why you're single. Or, or you know, y'all going to be single forever if y'all keep talking this feminine shit. Or, right. you know, that's why you ain't got no man. And so my first thing is, honestly, of the times that this has been said, mostly on Twitter or in some sort of Facebook argument, nine times out of ten, that man was single himself. And so my whole thing is, but you're single too. Right. So, so I don't understand. I, I, are, are you talking about yourself? Like, like. And my other thing is, don't threaten me with a good fucking time. I was just reading this. I'm sure you heard this statistic about how women's um lifespan goes down when they get married, and a, yes. a man's lifespan goes up because he has, in theory, Absolutely. an emotional and physical caretaker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's all just like, don't threaten me with a good time about being single. Now I will right. be the rich auntie with ten boyfriends in ten different countries. Hell, <laughs> You said it. <laughs> and also, so going back to men projecting, I also think that we don't we don't hear enough about how desperate men are to be in relationships. Because let's be honest, men don't like to be alone. <laughs> and no. I know men, I know men who've been in back-to-back relationships and even with women that they know that aren't good for them because they don't men don't like to be alone. And I think when a lot of this shaming and a lot of this trying to get women to settle um is part of them being afraid to be alone and be by themselves. Because um there's also a lot of like I I I feel like there's a growing like consciousness around um the fact that a lot of men don't provide what like women want them to and women will be better off single. So like you have the divestment movement and you know, all these women just kind of realizing that it's not worth it to settle, you know, it's okay to be alone. And I think mm-hmm. part of these, part of these like uprise of these nixels or whatever is, is a backlash to that because it is. Yeah. What yeah, you mean so. you don't need us no more? <laughs> <laughs> centuries and centuries of history has taught me that you need us. And all of a sudden, y'all get jobs and you don't need me no more? Now they're starting to question their value. And that's the thing. Yes. Now they're, now it's, it's, now the mirror is up and it's just like, okay. So in the past, our value was placed on us being able to provide a home and a family. Now women can provide their own homes. They can get a family without even having to have sex with anybody. They can go get a, some sperm from a bank. You know what I mean? And go get themselves pregnant. Like they, they, they actually don't need us anymore. So now I need to find a way to make them feel like they need us. And instead of taking the time and going to therapy and getting that feedback and just being a good fucking person, too much work. I'd rather say that's why your ass is single and you're going to be single forever. <laughs> yes. And, and th- so if you, and if you listen, going back to Kevin Samuels, if you actually listen to like what he's saying, and yes, I have listened to a whole broadcast of him because I am a Virgo and I like to, I like to, I like to listen to what people say and tell him what I do. <laughs> I like to listen to what people say and tell them where they're wrong. <laughs> That's my Virgo tendency. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> so I have mm-hmm. listened to a whole Kevin Sanders broadcast. And they've like, if you listen to it, he's actually telling women like where my, my quote unquote modern women fucked up at is women used to need men when men used to provide for women. And now, mm-hmm. you know, exactly what you said. So I find it really weird for men to, to, it's like, you're you're basically saying 
the only reason that you have for need me around is to need me. Like, And I think Kevin plays both sides. Kevin plays both sides. And he is saying exactly what most of us say. I need a man to provide, excuse me, I need X, Y, Z. The big buzzword lately in men's mouths are, y'all aren't feminine enough. Right, right, right. And as a black woman, I take offense to that because you know why our femininity First of all, you're you're comparing us to white femininity, but they don't want to talk about that. That that's that's number one. And so, what femininity looks like for black women is different. You know what I mean? But I do think there's an important conversation to be had about black women being okay with accepting help and being okay with you don't have to be the leader. You know what I mean? And I I think that there's a conversation to be had. Kevin plays both sides though, because he says similar stuff to what most women say, but then he turns around to the women and says. You don't deserve shit because you make $99,000. So you don't deserve a $100,000, man. And you don't have on a pretty dress today. So why <laughs> do you think you deserve a man that looks like he's a nice guy? You know, and so it's just like, you're saying the thing, but 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 the angle you're taking, it he, he literally chooses violence every day. <laughs> like, literally. And he doesn't care. And he doesn't care. Oh, he doesn't absolutely doesn't care. I think I think the, what I was trying yeah. to say was um, he pl- basically places value men's value on what they can provide, which is that's as a patriarchal society, yes. that's what it is. However, yes, why would you not want a woman to want you because you know you're you're a uh, kind or you have you make her laugh right. or you have these other qualities that make you right. someone that she wants to be around? Why do you want the sole reason for? you know, black men and women to be together because women need you to survive, literally. Kayla, I don't think that's it either. I I don't think they want to do either. <laughs> I don't I don't think they want to provide or be good people. <laughs> I don't think they want to do either. <laughs> I, I honestly don't think they want to do either. I <laughs> I said it. I agree. I said I agree. it. I honestly think they don't want to do either. They but don't want to try to be a good part. person. They don't want to try to heal from their childhood. That's the crazy part. But that's, also, that's what he's saying that is the basis of relationships between black men and black women. But they don't want to do that. So, like, <laughs> which makes me go back. So, to like, what life. do you want? What is it that you expect to attract women to you? That I get what you're saying. Like, 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 if it's not the providing, if it's right. not being a good person, like, like, why should we want you? Because putting your foot on my neck and saying you're gonna be single forever. Okay. <laughs> so I wanted to also ask if you, so like we know that that's part of their spiel is trying to threaten women with singlehood or singleness or dying alone or whatever. I wanted mm-hmm. to ask if you have ever, um, if there's ever been a point where you did feel like that fear or the, the prospect of being single, you know, for a lifetime or at least for, you know, an age that was too old, quote unquote, for marriage or whatever. <laughs> so... What do you think about that? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I call it single spell. So one thing is, um, my my tagline is, I talk about singleness, the good, the bad, and the lonely. And mm-hmm. I think that one thing that we don't like to talk about as much as single folks is like, sometimes we'd be lonely. And sometimes, you know, it's just like, damn. like and, and so I call them single spells because it's something that does not last that long. It's just like a day. <clears throat> it's just like a day or two of just me throwing this pity party. And I kind of had that moment, you know, earlier today. I'm just like, 
sometimes social media can be a trigger for me, especially mm-hmm. around like as the holidays come closer, like I tend to like pull away from holidays, mm-hmm. um, social media on the holidays. Cause I know like, fuck, I want to be matching jammies with somebody. You know what I mean? And so like, I've been single, like I date a lot, like almost to the point of being a serial dater, but it's so hard for me to like, even if I have chemistry with someone, the compatibility is always an issue. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, we got chemistry. The last couple of men that I've dated, it's usually been communication. Like, you want to talk to me when you want to talk to me, but you don't want to be consistent. That sort of mm-hmm. thing. So it's like, we get along. When we together, is great. But the compatibility is an issue. So, you know, sometimes I just get in my fee-fees. And I'm just like, fuck. Like, this really is just going to be it for me. <laughs> like, it's just going to be me and this platform and me and my <laughs> listeners talk about this single shit. But, you know, I've come to peace with my singleness. And I think that every single person needs to make peace with their singleness. Mm-hmm. Um, and stop looking at it as a negative thing. That has always been my thing. It is not a negative thing. It's okay to want a partner and be frustrated about not having one. It's not okay to say, I'm not good enough, or I'm not worthy, or I'm not pretty enough, or I'm not thin enough, or I'm not big enough, or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not okay to beat yourself up about this. Mm-hmm. It is so hard. And I think people, I was saying this the other day to a friend, I think people in relationships underestimate like how hard it is finding a match like it, it, it is really hard and you see people in relationships and everybody in a relationship isn't happy or they're not a match some people are dealing with men like the men I dealt with this year who have you know issues with communication but mm-hmm. they're willing to overlook or settle for that just to say that they have their person right. and I just know there's certain things I'm not willing to give up and every woman that's in a relationship I'm not envious of because I don't know your situation and there's things that you may be accepting of that I would never let fly mm-hmm. so at the end of the day it's just being realistic about your situation but also making sure that you're doing everything and being the best person that you can be so for mm-hmm. me I'm like mm. I'm feeling some type of way. Let me go on out, get on these dating apps and go out on a date this week. It don't got to be a lot of pretense. It don't got to be a whole, oh, are you looking to find a wife? It don't got to be all of that. I'm going to get on the app and just find someone to hang out with on Friday or Saturday. Just because. Because I want to, you know, have a connection. I just want to chit chat and hang out with somebody. But you have to keep putting yourself out there. That, for me, is the biggest thing to get out of my spell is you got to keep putting yourself out there. And that's hard because I'm just like... Some women didn't have to try this hard. Why y'all try so hard? You know? <laughs> I definitely had that feeling before. Like, how did they make it look so damn easy? But then I try to remember, like, you don't know what's going on or what the story exactly. is behind it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and social media is a killer because you don't know what happens. You know, Miguel and old girl just broke up after 20 years. You don't know. You don't know what happens. All people saw before was, oh, my God, they've been together so long. They look so happy. Right. They're such a good looking couple. You don't know what's going on behind the scenes with these people, you right. know. So it really is. It's, it's so for me, it's I let myself feel the feelings. I threw my little pity party earlier today and I was just like, OK, I'm going to go on a date this weekend. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, and it don't always have to be a date because some people use, you know, men to get over some emotional stuff they're dealing with. So sometimes it could be, I'm going to do some self-care this weekend. I'm going to mm-hmm. write my journal this weekend. I'm going to read a book. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to go to the therapy session. You know what I mean? So I, it's, 
for me, it's just figuring out. I, but I've had a long time to figure out these tools right. <laughs> to get through my spells. And but... I like that you still give yourself agency because some people will allow themselves to like kind of wallow in it. But you're kind of like, okay, this is how I feel, but this is what I'm going to do to like, you know, yes. I'm going on a date or I'm going to do self-care. And it, you still have agency in how you feel and, and not just yeah. sitting and ruminating in it or whatever. Yeah, I, I have those feelings too some, sometimes. Like, and what helps me is putting into perspective what my goals are. So anybody who's listening mm-hmm. to the show knows I like to travel. And one of the things that I like to do again is to be able to like live abroad either for, for good or for a long, a, a long period of time. <laughs> and I've had, I've had thoughts like, um, how's this going to impact my ability to have a relationship? Because if I'm, if I have a relationship here, what's going to happen if I go abroad or whatever. And so I have to really like, when I have moments like that, thinking about like, okay, structuring my life around a relationship I have to think okay what are what are my goals and for me marriage is not necessarily a goal if it happens you know it happens but it's Mm -hmm. not something that if it doesn't happen I feel like my life will I I won't feel unfulfilled in life Mm -hmm. whereas I want to continue to travel and continue to uh experience new places and all that all that kind of stuff so for me it helps to put into perspective like my goals so like it's okay to feel that way but in the grand scheme of things like keep your keep your eye on the prize so exactly exactly Feel the feels, feel the feels, but don't stay there. That's right. the most important don't part. Don't stay there. Just don't stay there. <laughs> so, so I want to ask: Do we, the guys you date do they know about your uh, podcast? <laughs> you can tell them about your podcast. See why are you stirring the pot. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I talk about this on my show sometimes. I'm very intentional about not not letting men follow me on social media, my personal page. So I uh-huh. actually have two businesses. So the podcast is one of my businesses. And then I also have, um, I run an event planning company, which is so funny because mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm a wedding planner. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. So it's like one minute I'm on my one Instagram page, like these men be getting on my nerves. And then the other minute I'm on my event planning page, like love is patient, love is kind. <laughs> I am the queen of duality okay we love, the we queen love multifacetedness okay complexity listen <laughs> listen but when you come on my personal page i just have you know i have my little things and i have if you're single at listen to your single friend if you're taken at jasmine crescent you know like or if you're I, I think i wrote like if you're celebrating or something like that so like it's the first thing that they see and it's like i don't I, i'm i'm a virgo too and you know, we have this thing with like skepticism and paranoia <laughs> and like, I don't want men doing their research and listening to the show and like taking notes on me. <laughs> so I tend not to tell them the last guy I was dating, um, like a few months ago, I did tell him, but I told him like, after the fact, I got busted though. So on my, um, on the page, I did a summer bucket list challenge for single mm-hmm. folks. And it was just like, okay, you know, go on two dates in one day. Let someone set you up on a blind date. Kiss someone on the first date. Like, all these, like, random things to do during the summer. Mm-hmm. So this guy added me on Facebook. We met on Hinge. We were getting ready. We had already gone out on a date or whatever. He had mm-hmm. added me, but I wouldn't let him, I wouldn't accept him yet. Because I'm good at boundaries. So I just said, hey, I usually like to accept people after we've been out at least once. Because mm-hmm. some guys get to looking at your f- photos and start, oh, you need to come over to the house instead. <laughs> no. Just... <laughs> 
So I, I I'm really big on not letting men onto my social media or whatever, and so I just kind of let the. He was like, "Dang, you're not gonna let me, you know, be your friend." I was like, "No, not yet." And so um, we got on our date and we kissed on the first date, which I actually don't do at all. And so it was new for me, but I was feeling the vibe, so I was here for it. But in the back of my mind, yes, I did have that bucket list task. So we went on our second date the very next day, which is crazy because I don't do that either. But we went on our second date the next day. And he was like, yeah, I was looking at your Facebook and I saw that you had to kiss somebody on the first date. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> this is exactly why I don't let y'all on my page. So it is a little bit of a sensitive thing. That that was funny, but it was it is a little bit sensitive for me because I just always have this fear of men like taking notes on me. But that dude didn't even listen to my show. Like he barely I would send him episodes and he didn't even listen to it. He'd be like, Oh yeah, I started the first five minutes. He was like, Oh yeah, I liked your intro, but like he would never like listen, listen to it. So with him it wasn't a worry. But he did look at the platforms and look at the stuff mm-hmm. I was posting. Mm-hmm. So I just don't, you know, I, I it's not information that I give up from the beginning. Mm-hmm. If they casually find out, that's fine. I'm not going to hide it. But I do not go out and say, I host a podcast where I'm pro single. And <laughs> basically, I don't need your ass. Because I, I also don't want them to feel like right. yeah. she don't need me, you know? Same. Yeah, I don't. I, same. I don't. I don't. But, I don't. I also don't tell men um, what I'm interested in a man, like what I want in a man, because I feel like it's too easy for them to try to be that person, send their representative yes. and be that person. Yes. <laughs> so yes, I say don't give them thing. the roadmap. Right. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> so anyway, all right. I always close out with one last question. Um, uh, what's a book or resource that has been formative for you? Um. I am all into the law of attraction. Mm -hmm. Lately, that's been my thing. So back to your question about like feeling down about being single, like I'm into the law of attraction. And so I don't use phrases like, you know, men ain't shit. Because when you say that kind of stuff and put that energy in the atmosphere, you bring that energy back to you. So I put out encouraging things and I just, I practice positive mindsets. Um, The alchemist, and the secret. So they're they're both about the law of attraction. The Alchemist is um, a fiction book. The secret is nonfiction, but the concepts are pretty much the same about the law of attraction. Um, and just you know, being mindful of the stuff that you're thinking and how powerful your thoughts are. Um, I haven't manifested that man just yet, but I really haven't. I haven't been on my manifestation work lately. I've just been doing like real work lately. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just looking at my work, my work. book, The Alchemist, and I. I was just like, ooh, exactly. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I need to read this book again and just kind of get back into that mindset. You know what I mean? And start like really, really thinking about like and visualizing what it is that I want. So I'm into the law of attraction, and that's that's really what kind of guides me. Is if I think that that man doesn't exist, and I think that that doesn't exist for me, then it's not going to exist. But if I know without a shadow of a doubt, and I feel that in my spirit, it's going to come to me. You know, and and it's just written. That's the thing that the alchemist is about. You go through these trials and tribulations, but they they happen for a reason. And so, like, I'm very that is something you'll hear me say often is like everything happens for a reason. But lately, I've been like kind of saying like 
uh, my steps are ordered. So that's usually something that's biblical, but you realize the law of attraction and church are very similar. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's actually almost the same mm-hmm. when you're praying. Like it's, it's very similar to manifesting. My mom so, used to always you know, say, speak just, those things that's not as though they were. And that's just, that's just manifesting. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's so, it, I mean, I, I, I'm just getting into that in the last two years. But when I say my mind was blown, I was like, man, so all this time in church, you know, like it, it really it, it's weird. It, it's, it's, it's not weird, though. It, it's that way for a reason. So right. <laughs> I'm just very positive vibes. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on the show. It was nice having you. Thank you so much for inviting me. This is so fun. We need to do this again. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Not The Wifey Type, the podcast. If you love the show, make sure to subscribe so you'll know when new episodes drop and rate and review so others will know how much you love the show too. If you want to keep up with me personally, you can follow me on Instagram at Not The Wifey Type. Until next time, I'm reminding you to belong to yourself.